Um, you have to roll out on what has happened over the last 24 to 48 hours? I think that's a, that's a personal. Uh, um, Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thought that he must, uh, he must more or less uh, approach. America Unhinged podcast. And, uh, this, is a, this is a world, or the United States is a, is a place where, you know, we can practice any kind of religion. You know, it's never really enforced that we have to practice a certain religion. And here he is, he's practicing his religion, and he has certain views about, you know, uh, you know certain things. Uh, and is it something that we should judge, we should question him about? Uh, I, I beg to differ a little bit, you know, with that. I think uh, if it's been going on for 60 games now, you know, pretty much all season long, a solution either could have come out of this without getting it to this point where, you know, uh, it may jeopardize his career quite naturally. It may jeopardize the NBA's uh, reputation. Uh, but uh, I think a problem is going to have to come out of this. I mean, a solution has to come out of this. And uh, I don't know if you should ask the guy to uh, certainly uh, go against his religious beliefs, you know, and, and, and I think if he believes that, then, you know, we have to honor that and, and hope that it's, it's not something that's going to deteriorate the league's uh, whole perspective of what it's all about. And uh, Any thoughts on the NBA rule as it applies to that? I think, I think the, everyone understood the rules. Um, and I think uh, when you come into, when you sign a contract, you, you know, it's very evident that that's a part of the rules. Uh, if it's a rule, I mean, but I, I don't think uh, a, a player of his stature who who considers the situation to be a, a, a something against his religion, it could be a compromise somewhere, and I, I think it should have been that without it getting to the to the focus of the public. And uh, you know, right now, no matter what the decision may be, you have certainly the public awareness is, is pros and cons right now, and I, I'd much rather seen it dealt with in a private situation so that no one knows. And, you know, it's going to be some pros and cons uh, opinions about it. And he's going to certainly have to deal with some of the negativism that comes out of this. And then some people are going to look at it in a positive way, standing up for what he believes in. And, you know, I'm never against it. I believe if he believes in what he believes in, he, he certainly should stand forward and, and deal with the repercussions of it. Michael, back to the Scotty situation. With that, I'd like to welcome you to the America Unhinged podcast, Kazakh Radio on YouTube. Please give me that like, comment, share, subscribe. Check out the podcast, America Unhinged podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. But tonight, we really got a situation that's heating up. Several more star players are standing up against a certain medical situation in this country. And I will not say exactly what we're talking about, but you know what we're getting at because of all the strikes that could happen about this. So very interesting stuff from Michael Jordan right there. Michael Jordan there was talking about Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf and his uh, in his protest of the national anthem back almost 30 years ago in 1994, I want to believe. And Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, I'm sorry to butcher his name, changed his name from Chris Jackson. He became a converted Muslim. And in his situation he decided to say that following any nation's laws or mandates were against the word of god and word of islam so it's a very interesting contradiction we're seeing at right here between what we see going on today with some kind of medical situation that's being completely elevated above one person's spiritual beliefs when in the past these certain social beliefs 
were pushed through the NBA to mainstream to help gain other people's freedoms, just like in the MLB with Jackie Robinson, other situations in the NFL, Jim Thorpe, the first Native American NFL. Man, a lot of trailblazers in sports, but now we're seeing a lot more of them be corporate shills. But once again, I'm going to go ahead and show you now the video that's generated all the controversy. This is Kyrie Irving's actual interview where he declined to answer any questions about his stance. After this, we'll talk a little bit about Mahmoud Abdul-Ruf before we get back into more um, current times, to say the least. We're going to get into the two-minute mark right here. Thank you guys for joining me this evening. I'm a little bit early. I played hooky from work because my truck's in the shop or hoping to be towed to a shop today. So I had a few drinks. Let's go ahead and check this out. Once again, I love all my subscribers, all my followers, Mars Bars, KB, uh, G-Host TV out there in Australia. We love you guys so much. Here's is what is generating all the controversy these days. This interview is getting people in a complete fucking tizzy about this. I'm Most not of even us lying. saw you, you were dealing with the ankle. Um, how are you health-wise? Is that 100%? And secondly, we can only presume that you're not joining us right now because of vaccination. I'm curious, is that accurate? And if so, uh, or do you expect to be either vaccinated or compliant in time by the time you guys come back from L.A. after that postseason game, after the preseason game? Yeah, no, Brian, I appreciate your questions, bro. Honestly, I, I like to keep that stuff private, man. I'm a, I'm a human being first, and obviously living in this public sphere, um, there's just a lot of questions about what's going on in, you know, in the world of, of Kyrie, and, and I think I, I just uh, would love to just keep that private and um, you know, handle it the right way with uh, my team and uh, go forward uh, together uh, with, with the plan. So. You know, obviously, I'm not able to be present there today, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm putting any limits on the future of me being uh, able to join the team. And I just want to keep it that way. So we can keep that private. And if anybody has any further questions about that, please, it would be the same response. I would like to keep that private. Um, and just please respect that, you know, my privacy. And on another note. Do you uh, think they're going to respect this, question. people? Do you, you know, think they're going to respect him? Uh, yeah, it's felt so short. Or do you think they're going to ask him to shut up and dribble um, in front of family, friends, fans all, all around the world? It, it was definitely, um, you know, a, a moment that I reflect on pretty often just because, uh, you know, the journey was cut short and it was so fast. And uh, you know, I was in a lot of pain at that point. So, um, you know, I had to do my best to, to pick it up and, and still be supportive of my teammates and limping around during the, you know, the last few playoff games. Um, definitely, definitely weighing in on me. So uh, from that point, I've been able to do some rehab, but uh, it's, it's, I've just taken my time to recover the right way, um, prioritize what's important to me. And that's just being as healthy as possible coming to the season. And then ultimately just still, you know, loving the game at a high level where I can work on it and, and still chisel away. Uh, and I'm just grateful uh, that God was able to bless me with a, you know, a relatively healthy season last year, uh, a lot of ups and downs, but you know, I felt like I was just just now hitting my stride with with my teammates, and um, you know, to have something sudden like that happen, you know, you never can predict it, but when it does, you, you got to be able to pick yourself up and and continue to uh, you know persevere. So, did a lot of work this summer. Had a chance to you know meet with a uh, you know a few specialists. Uh, I talked right there when my mic was muted, but I just said that. 
And now I'm coming. I might have to quit my job. I only make like 17 an hour. So it's not like these guys that have like legitimate generational wealth. Brian Mahoney, AP. Hey, Kyrie, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can. Okay, thank you. Um, Understanding you want to keep this private, and I do think that look how much they push them on this. People should have privacy to a certain extent, but. People are speculating about certain stances you have and that you're not going to be available to your team and that kind of thing. And just why don't you want to clear that up to some extent? Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next question. Is in fans too? They, they also want to know, not just us. Yeah, next question. Hey, what's up, KB? Go out and enjoy yourself. Thank you for listening. Greg Logan, Newsday. I appreciate you. You're one of my... Kyrie. Uh, I love having earlier, you on the chat. Uh, last summer, Sean Marks said that he expected you and Harden uh, would sign your contract extensions by the time training camp begins. Uh, obviously, that hasn't happened. James says he's uh, being patient uh, before he makes a decision because he wants to make sure everything is in place for a championship future. Uh, do you see any obstacles that might prevent you from signing long-term with this team? And, and how much have the three of you discussed obstacles? You know, having that future together with the Nets? So unfortunate. Oh, well, I definitely uh, respect James's stance. I'm just um, going to pause this really quick. You know, just, just like, honestly, Kyrie Irving is such an esoteric individual. And honestly, what got me interested in him so much the last couple of years was his UFO talk. I'm not going to lie. He has that little sweet palm tattoo with the eye in the middle of it. Like he's a very deep individual and I would love to just chat his brain about esoteric mysticism, but he's on a different wavelength. You're not going to be able to control certain guys like this with the charisma that Kyrie has. Kids under 20, they love Kyrie Irving. They think of him as like the new Allen Iverson. That's legitimately what they view him as in terms of his lifestyle. Honestly, he lives a pretty clean lifestyle. He just has a very good fashion sense. He dates some, you know, famous women once in a while. Has a great shoe, apparently. But it's, I'm like I said, I thought he was, I didn't like what he did in Brooklyn last year, not playing most of the year, not showing up, but. You know, it makes me wonder if he might be ahead of the curve and he might just know where the tides are going, might know where the waves are going. He just might not have his heart in it anymore because his belief system and his his passion, his love, once you have those connected to one another, I'm sorry, once you have those clashing, like you're going to choose your beliefs before the thing you love if you really believe it. Love's an emotion. Your beliefs are who you are. And I just, I hope he, I hope he's able to play all of his games. I really do. The Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, he's been outspoken against this a little bit. The first mainstream player I knew that was outspoken against it, but you can see the Suns jersey in the background. You know who I was rooting for in the finals. I was waiting for that moment for 28 years. 28 years I waited for that moment for the Suns to be back in the finals, but. Let's get back to Kyrie Irving, shall we? He's going to do his. That's my ode to basketball, and I, and I know that uh, we're all really close, and uh, we we have just open communication with each other. So, uh, you know, we we know how each other feels relatively, but we have a, a mutual respect for one another. So, I know he's going to do his best for him, and I, I'm going to do the same. And we just take it one day at a time. We're having great talks. 
um, is going well. We, we we know that the future is, uh, you know, on our side, so to say, just being able to maximize our potential in, in, in these next coming years to, to make a few runs at this championship. Um, we still I'm just really proud of him, Bradley Beal, Jonathan Isaac. I'm yeah, going to hear from him about five, different point in the six season. minutes now probably. Start from day one, so. I think Jonathan Isaac is a very deep with a, with a clean slate and, person uh, as well, you know, man. Build this chemistry Super the right smart. Way. These guys aren't dummies and anymore. At a time, like I, said, and I don't mean to say it, it like you know, that, but the idea of the just, dumb, out of tune uh, that we can athlete one another is over. Unless <laughs> you're LeBron James. Journey in the meantime, and I think first things first is getting on the same page to uh, create a future together and create. Yes, I said that. And do it where it makes sense for all of us. So. You know, me personally, I'm just like I said, I'm just taking it one day at a time, and and I'm same. LeBron as James works for Phil Knight and Nike in China at this see. point. I hate it's to say well it. Malika Andrews, ESPN. Hey, Kyrie. Um, in the spirit of of not putting limitations on the future, do you expect to play in home games in New York, considering the the rules in this state? Again, I would like to keep all that private. Please just just respect my privacy. Like uh, all the questions, kind of leading into. Imagine this happening 15, 20 years ago. uh, Everything will be released. The shit would be unfathomable. uh, The outrage would be insane. Respect my privacy regarding anything around home games. Ever since 9 11, right? Please. If you have another question, Malik, I'd love to answer it. That's all. Thanks, Kyrie. Keep doing it, Kyrie. Zoom with Christian Winfield. With Keep shutting him down, Kyrie. Hey, Kyrie, how's it going? Um, can can you kind of just like walk us through what your summer has been like? I know you said that you know you've kind of been attacking rehab, but is that all you've been able to do this summer? Have you ever been have you been able to actually like get some work done? Yeah, no, I'm I'm getting work done every day. You know, I bet you the next question is a vax question. Uh, it just can come. You know, off where I'll do. I'll bet a five dollars to anybody's channel uh, who's watching. Being there for the youth. um, (laughs) If you got a donation page, if it's a little bit, I bet you the next question is a fucking fine with just vax question. My service acts here on. uh, Excuse me, my service acts here on Earth. So it's um, called the Primrose Path, people. Don't be caught on it. My excitement with a lot of people, um, you know, all around the world, sort of say, you know, so I'm always connecting back to my roots always connecting back to my lineage, my heritage, and, and bringing my tribe alongside with me. You know, I, I wouldn't be anything without uh, the teammates Man, I have I just around love me. the NBA, and, and I hate many different teams. I so, hate how um, they keep trying to, to fuck it up these last two years. The right way. Last season was great, um, you know, just going for through sure. This whole thing and enjoying really good season, honestly. Everyone doing the same as well alongside. Last question, Bruce Beck, NBC New York. Hey, Kyrie, are you looking forward to playing with your team this year? Are you looking forward to playing in front of the Brooklyn fans this year? That's really my question. Oh, that's a vaccine question in disguise. In the beginning of this, I'm excited to just enjoy this journey, man. Um, However this comes, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad. Um, You know, I I know that uh, I'll be there every day, uh, no matter what. And, uh, you know, just be present for my teammates as, as one of the leaders on the team. Um, you know, be there for my growing tribe off the court and, um, you know, just tie in the tie in the journey together. Um, there's still a lot of change to be made out here. But um, in, in, in this space, I do want to accomplish more than I have in the last few years. I felt like I've fallen short uh, alongside my teammates of just, a, you know, achieving that, you know, that that goal lady that we're all trying to go after. 
So uh, I know that the focus has to be at an all-time high, um, no distractions. And this was the last thing I wanted to create was more distractions or more hoopla, more and I know, believe drama in, around this. So man, this kind of sucks. To, to this is maintained with, with good intentions, a good heart, putting this God sucks. Uh, you know, it being just able to sucks. trust the people around me and, and, and trust that I can communicate how I'm feeling and, and then we make something great happen. So um, you know, I'm just just continuously growing and, and learning from others. And, and I'm looking forward to, you know, not only just the fans, but um, just, just the whole entire support of the NBA uh, going into this. You know, you're going to see some great, you know, high time basketball and a lot of great competition. Um, teams are coming back, you know, uh, fully loaded with more pieces. So the NBA is is at an exciting level. You know, I feel like all across the board, teams are, are, are seriously, for, um, something and they're going to fuck it all up for easy, us. But, um, you know, looking at the guys that we have on this roster, uh, I'm just so staff, mad. You know, I our ownership group, uh, you know, our management. I get my bid. You know, on I feel this like we we have a, a recipe for success. So looking forward to it. Thanks for your time, Kyrie. Of course. Thank you. So before we get to my next little segment, when we go back and revisit the Mahmoud Abdul Raouf bit, you know, we're going to tie this all together. This is like a video essay kind of chat commentary. But I told my buddy Mario, Mars Bars, if you're out there watching, man, he laughed at me. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Now you're taking the shutdown seriously. Now the NBA is actually taking it seriously. I'm like, yes, they're the most international sport. They definitely had wavelengths about what was going to happen before. And it's, I mean, it's shameful. We're in a perpetual cycle of fear and dystopia and discomfort. And it's, it's a problem. We're going to have to get out of it at some point, right? We have to get out of it at some point. Just to go back and revisit the Mahmoud Abdul Raouf thing, I'm just going to read half of this article right here. This is from Jamel Hill on the undefeated.com. Undefeated, they actually do some really good deep dives and commentary on them. I don't agree with a lot of the things they talk about, but I feel like it's a worthy enough source to share tonight. Go ahead and read this first half of the article, and then we'll get back to a video about what people on the street said about Mahmoud Abdul Raouf and see if it has any bearing to the situation going on today. If they try to ostracize him, if they supported him. They're like in a Minneapolis mall or something, or they're somewhere interviewing. I mean, they're interviewing white people. So let's, let's see what they said. Let's see if they're as discriminatory as some people are sounding today on this, but let's look at this article right here first. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. It's not Jamel Hill. This is, I went with a different article. William C. Roden at WC Roden from October 19th, 2018. This week, the nation celebrated the 50th anniversary of one of the most iconic moments in U.S. Olympic history. 2018, once again, remind you. The demonstration by Tommy Smith and John Carlos of the victory stand at the Mexico City Games. Another significant moment unfolded on October 18, 1968, when the U.S. Olympic Committee ordered Smith and Carlos to leave the Olympic Village. Their expulsion marked the beginning of a decade-long trek in the wilderness, marked by alienation, personal tragedy, and economic struggle. So, I want want to point it out to here, a national organization ordered them to act against free speech and kind of go against what their original stance was for. It doesn't matter what the necessary message, necessarily the message was, just that a giant organization told them to act a certain way. This is the point I'm getting across tonight. On Wednesday, Smith, Carlos, Several of their 1968 Olympic teammates and academic activists converged on San Jose, California, 
to help San Jose State University celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Victory Stand demonstration. As part of the anniversary, the University's Institute for the Study of Sport, Society, and Social Change hosted three panels that covered the past, present, and future of, of athletic resistance and revolution. There were a number of takeaways from the three-day event. The first was that the USOC owes Smith and Carlos a long overdue apology. The USOC is under attack, and rightfully so, for failing to protect dozens of gymnasts who were sexually abused by former USA Gymnastics National Team Dr. Larry Nasser. The USOC also failed to take care of Smith and Carlos in 1968. When it rushed to judgment, yielded to pressure from Avery Brundridge and the International Olympic Committee, and sent two young black men on a path that nearly destroyed their lives. It all happened for exercising the right to free speech, guaranteed by a flag and anthem they protested. While Smith and Carlos have survived and prospered, the USOC is a hole in its moral soul that continues to widen. The second takeaway is that the NBA owes Mahmoud abdul Rauf an apology as well. The USOC's treatment of Smith and Carlos is well documented. The NBA's mistreatment of abdul Rauf is less well known. Today, abdul Rauf is called the Stephen Curry of his generation. True. A deadly outside shooter and one of the best free throw shooters in league history. Tremendous player. Saw his career completely tank after this. Blackballed. I want to say something really controversial. He's the real Kaepernick. What do I mean by that? He was really the person deserving that 85 rating or whatever on the Madden of the video game in his prime. Colin Kaepernick, mediocre player, man. I'm sorry. Mahmoud abdul Rauf is a legitimate good player on his way to an all-star appearance or two. Colin Kaepernick on the way out. Not saying his position is not right, okay? I'm not saying that his position was not justified, but he was on his way out in terms of physical talent. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we can acknowledge this. I think we can acknowledge this. I remember watching him, but we don't We don't have to get into that. That's a different discussion, I think, right now. It does play into this a little bit. So I, pre- if you want to comment on it and hate on me, I definitely understand. The NBA is seen as the world's most progressive sports league, but the league made a misstep with Abdul Roof that must be acknowledged, lest the league's liberal facade be exposed as just that. Beginning in 1995, Abdul Roof refused to stand for the Star Spangled Banner, although his silent protest did not become news until 1996. He was suspended by the NBA in March 1996 and fined more than $31,000 per game for each game he missed. He eventually agreed to stand during the anthem, but was allowed to look downward. Ugh. Well, they're not even letting Kyrie on the court or in the arena, so... Like Smith and Carlos, Abdul Rauf was the target of threats and harassment. He was traded to Sacramento after a controversial 1995-96 season and stayed for two seasons. He began playing overseas in 1998 and returned to the NBA for one season in 2000 with Vancouver. I think he might have had a lot on his mental kind of state that probably might have accounted for a lot of his unsuccess when he came back to the NBA. He could have fell off physically. 96 to 2000 is quite a bit of a difference in terms of NBA gaps. So we'll take this at its face value though. To say this treatment was performance-based and had nothing to do with his personal politics would be disingenuous and insulting. You don't have to give me an apology, Abdul Roof said on Wednesday. Just do something so this won't happen again, but I won't hold my breath on it. 
Once my life is over, he added, if all that people can remember from me is that he had a mean crossover or he had an amazing jump shot, I had wasted a life. I don't want that to be my story. Very touchy. Like, either, like, I don't agree with, the like, you know, 40% of that maybe, but I appreciate that story. That's a real story. That is somebody's real experience, and it was deep to me. And we're going to go ahead and look at this clip of people's reaction to him refusing to stand before the anthem. See if we can gain anything from this. The NBA is up in hoops recently because of a player who's refusing to stand before our national anthem. Let's get some local opinions. How do you feel about Muhammad Abdul Rolf refusing to stand during the national anthem? Well, I thought that was kind of a slap in the face because people, you know, that's an honor to be able to stand and, you know, take it, do as everybody else is doing and honor what everybody, what we should honor, you know, our country. So I feel it was like a slap in the face. I feel it's his own opinion and it's his own personal belief. And, it, you know, it really doesn't affect anybody else. So he should be able to do what he wants to. Well, I think he should, because if he's going to play for Denver Nuggets, I think he should respect the team and the, 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 city, the state that he's uh, playing for. And if he wants to lose all that money, it's up to him. Well, if he signed a contract with the NBA saying that he would do it, I think he should do it. But if he didn't sign a contract saying that, he wouldn't do it. He doesn't have to do it. I think people should be tolerant in that case. Um, well, I think everyone should have the right to their beliefs. And even though I know that um, the national anthem, some in the United States that, you know, is normally done before a game or whatever, I feel that uh, people should have a right to their beliefs. And if his beliefs are not to stand, then he should be able to, they should be, the NBA should be able to accept the fact that those are his religious they should be able to accept the fact those are his religious beliefs. I think that uh, he was, it's his choice, his beliefs and everything. I don't think anything's wrong with it. But then again, I think he should uh, at least stand up. And like he said, he was going to pray, doing the national anthem. But other than that, I think everything was cool. Um, I thought it was kind of rude. He should have showed a little bit more respect for our country because since he lives here now, you know, he should show respect for our national anthem. I don't know him. My question would be, is he a citizen? If if he is a citizen of the United States, it's very disrespectful. Um, but everyone's entitled to their own belief systems. You know, personally, I'm also a very... I like that lady, too. Convictions. We have a freedom of speech, so why not? I mean, I don't like it. I'm a soldier. I stand for the national anthem. I salute, but hey, that's his personal. Where do these people? Where do these people go? Um, do you? Feel where are they? The national anthem should be played before all national sporting events. Oh yes, definitely, because we are an American, and they are American sports. And if we didn't hear it there, where would we hear it? School places like that. I still think that we should sing it at school, because it's just a show of respect. Um, it's nice. I like it. I think so. That's another thing that I've not really decided yet. Um, I, I tend to side with um, a guy named Pete Franklin from KNBR who said, maybe we need to look at whether or not it's appropriate to play it at all sporting events. We have Canadians, Russians, Germans, Czechoslovakians that play in our sport. Look how open-minded he's being. But if we didn't hear it there, where would we hear it? Maybe it should be played a, more, a little more often on television. Um, 
radio broadcasts, maybe. I mean, interesting maybe, ideas. If, you know, companies even if you disagree with them, right? American-based company. And before you know, we start work every morning. If you want to, you can come out to the flagpole, and we'll play the national anthem as we raise the flag or something. I think so. I see why not. I mean, it is a national anthem. That's what it's called. So why not? Why not play it before the national events? Yeah, I think it should be. Yeah, I think so because you know you you rarely see it in uh, basketball or football, but I think I think it should be played. Um. Yeah, I don't see why not. It hasn't. You know, it's it's a part of of I guess tradition. I mean, I don't see why it shouldn't. But at the same time. With the um, with uh, what's his name, Abdul Rauf. I don't think that uh, anyone should be penalized and suspended from from the sport that they're playing in. Exactly. Beliefs. If it makes people happy, yes. That's a kind of iffy question because some folks don't believe it and they might be offended by it, and some folks don't really care, and some folks want to hear it. So, I guess seeing how it's been a tradition all this time, that might as well, you know, they could keep on playing it. We really appreciate all the opinions from the Las Madonnas College students on this issue. This is Laura Vigil. We'll see you next time. I have to say, I really, really appreciated this clip. This is a breath of fresh air. You had so many different views. This is from 1996. Like, this is where, like, my, I remember my mother and I going into a 7-Eleven when I was eight years old and just like full on OJ celebrations of him being exonerated for that murder were happening. And my mom was like pretending to be a part of it. Just walked up being like, Oh my God, son, I can't believe that's what happened. But like <laughs> the mainstream narrative is so powerful and this is refreshing to see that like, okay, I wasn't crazy when I was a kid. Things were a little bit different. They weren't so hyper polarized. People were talking about like, legitimate ideas in this clip like legitimate free speech ideas that we're still having today and whenever people want to throw back on the previous generation or like older times being like completely i don't know misinformed or old-fashioned i don't think that's right i don't think that's completely fair all the time i think definitely is a little bit more mainstream but we'll go to some other things man that was a really cool clip I, that was better than I thought. That was my first time watching it. I'm watching that with you live. I watched a lot of these with you live. And right now, we got to go to my man. We got to go to my man, Chris Paul, MVP candidate this last year. I'm a big Phoenix Suns fan. For those of you guys that don't know, I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. Born and kind of raised. Lived there to 97, I believe. Then moved back to my whole town in Carlsbad, New Mexico, where my parents are from. But I loved it out there in the heat. I I remember I reminisce on those nights in '93 when I was running around the apartment complex, like playing with these kids and playing Shinobi Three on Sega Genesis and trading games back and forth. My mom being mad at me about it, like really, really great times. That shit's over, and I feel bad, so bad for a lot of children today. They'll never be able to experience the kind of. Uh, mysticism exploring the world at an age when you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, that that kind of experience is just invaluable. But right now we're going to get to Chris Paul, Atlantic, Jamel Hill. This is the Jamel Hill article. Okay, sorry, a little buzzed, you know, yeah. Getting back into it. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, blah, 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 bears the brunt of pro sports vaccination problem. 
Leagues are seeing the downside of treating vaccines as simply a matter of personal choice by Jamel Hill. This is from June 18th, 2021. That was a week before my birthday. When the NBA announced Wednesday that Phoenix Suns point guard Chris Paul was being sidelined indefinitely under the league's coronavirus safety protocols, next question was obvious. Had Paul been vaccinated? For COVID-19 concerns to interrupt Paul's brilliant playoff run seemed particularly cruel, not only because the widespread availability of vaccines has made transmission of the virus largely preventable, also because the Suns had just secured a spot in the Western Conference Finals. Even though Paul is one of the best NBA point guards ever, this week's development was another unfortunate entry in his long history of medical problems during the playoffs. Not fair. Not a fair characterization. Fuck you. Well, we'll get to the next part. The television analysts, Matt Barnes and Jalen Rose, both of whom are former NBA players, soon reported that Paul had indeed been vaccinated, but all the discussion of his status raised another important question. Do fans even have the right to know? And do journalists have the right to ask if a player has been vaccinated against COVID-19? The short answer is yes. If a player's availability to his team could be compromised because of exposure to the virus, that's crucial information. It shouldn't be treated any differently from when a player suffers an injury such as a concussion, an ankle sprain, or a torn ACL. I just went through that. Well, the repair of that, we shall say. But players have shown mixed feelings about answering questions about their COVID-19 vaccination status. In December, Paul, who's the president of the National Basketball Players Association, seemed to suggest that players had a right to privacy in this regard. When it comes to all different types of vaccines, he said, a lot of that stuff is personal. That Paul's become the focus of the privacy debate is ironic because by being vaccinated, he's done the right thing. But as leagues try to institute separate protocols for vaccinated and unvaccinated players, they're also revealing the pitfalls of treating vaccination as simply a personal choice. Athletes who are, who are not vaccinated are not automatically bad people. They have made a conscious decision to jeopardize themselves, their teammates, and coaches, their family and community, and also their own career. Professional athletes are among the fittest, healthiest members of society and might not see themselves as vulnerable, but several athletes who contracted COVID-19, most notably the Boston Celtics superstar Jason Tatum, the former Super Bowl MVP Von Miller, and international soccer star Paolo Dybala, have openly discussed how difficult and disruptive the experience was. Neither the Suns organization nor the NBA has confirmed whether Paul was sidelined because he tested positive or simply was in contact with someone else who had. But if he indeed has been vaccinated, his time away from the court likely will be shorter under the NBA's COVID-19 protocols than if he hadn't received a shot. Paul's return date is also up in the air because the Suns will play the winner of the still ongoing series between the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers. This article is from the past. According to the CDC, a small percentage of vaccinated people still contract COVID-19. But even if Paul has tested positive, being vaccinated greatly reduces the chances that he will suffer serious symptoms or transmit the virus to others, and NBA protocols reflect those realities. However, in the sports world, much like in the rest of society, 
A gulf has opened up between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. The vaccination status of individual athletes has become a source of tension and polarization. Recently, several NBA players made news because they declined to share whether they received a shot because they expressed ambivalence about or outright aversion to COVID-19 vaccination. Sam Darnold, the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, disclosed Wednesday, this was in the past, by the way, several months ago, they wasn't vaccinated. His explanation to reporters was vague. We won't read that. We're going to get back to a YouTube video or two. We're going to go check out Jonathan Isaac and Bradley Beal's decision on this. This is Jonathan Isaac's own words. This does not reflect the opinions of Kazakh Radio or any of its hosts or anybody affiliated. Go and seek your doctor for medical advice. But Jonathan Isaac burns this shit to the ground, people. He's such he's such a good speaker. I love him. Jonathan, Jamie Say, WKMG. I'm wondering if you can comment on the Rolling Stone article and your comments that appeared on that about you not getting a vaccination, um, why you don't want to get a vaccination, mm-hmm. and were, were you misquoted in that article? I, I would just I would start by saying that that I, I was pretty badly um, misrepresented um, in the Rolling Stone article, uh, and and because of that, I can understand. Anyone who may say they don't uh, transparently or overtly trust um, the media. Uh, in, in a frustrated tweet yesterday, I had noted that uh, true journalism was dying. Um, and to that, I would say that I appreciate every single one of you, uh, those that try their best to um, correctly um, uh, share. Thank God for Jonathan Isaac. The, the heart he of is the a man of Christ. He's a man um, of God, I'm, I'm too. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-medicine. I'm not anti uh, science. I didn't come to my current vaccination status by studying black history or watching Donald Trump press conferences. I have nothing but the utmost respect for every healthcare um, worker and person in Orlando and all across the world that have worked tirelessly to keep us safe. Um, my mom has worked in healthcare for a really long time. Um, I thank God I'm grateful that I live in a society where vaccines are possible and we can uh, uh, protect ourselves and have the means to protect ourselves for the first in the first place. Um, but with that being said, it is my belief that the, the vaccine status of every person should be their own choice um, and completely up to them without the without bullying, without being pressured or without being forced into doing so. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm uncomfortable with taking the vaccine at this time. I think that we're all different. We all come from different places. We've all had different experiences and hold dear to different beliefs. And uh, what it is that you do with your body when it comes to putting medicine in there uh, should be your choice, um, free of the ridicule and the opinion of others. Jonathan, Josh Robbins with The Athletic. Uh, uh, hesitant to, to, to get it. Uh, I, I would start with, um, I've, I've had COVID um, in the past. And so our, our understanding of antibodies. I think I had it November 19, by the way. Uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, 
help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, mm -hmm. physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or with not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why, or this is not why it should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. Yeah, a couple follow-ups on that. Mike Bianchi, Orlando Sentinel. Um, I'm sure you've probably been vaccinated for some other stuff, measles, mm -hmm. things like that. What's the difference mm -hmm. between that and this? And also, how do you feel about the more stringent protocols for uh, unvaccinated players uh, in the NBA? Uh, when, when it comes to other vaccines, uh, I, I think it's pretty simple or really taking any, um, you know, modern medicine. Uh, I think that, that that too should be your free choice. Um, this guy's I, only halfway done. When I was a kid. It was the free choice of my parents or whether or not to give listen it to, to a nurse um, or a doctor. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not right anti-science. I'm not anti-modern medicine. I, if I get sick enough, I'm going to the doctor. I if thought my, he was going to uh, buy a Jonathan current, Isaac you know, jersey. If, if my wife, Mark my uh, word. have kids, uh, I will get I'm one. not going to deliver the baby myself. I'm going to take it to the hospital. And so, uh, so yeah, so it, it really does come down to just, you know, believing that it's a free right of, of, of us as individuals to take it or not. Um, and then when it comes to the, the NBA and them having, uh, you know, restrictions or, or rules in place, um, you know, the, the NBA is free to make those decisions. Um, and I, as a, as a member of the NBA, would follow suit with whatever protocol um, is set before us. I would. Man, my blood is my just getting boiling right now. It was, it was pointed to, to in, in the article, but still not in the way that you know I, I refer to it. If the NBA is to give us regulations like we can't. Um, you know, maybe sit at the same part of the plane as the other players or eat in the same room as the other players. My only, um, you know, I, I guess thought on that would be, I don't think it would logically follow for us to then play um, on the court and share the same ball and bump chest and do all those things. So, Are you fucking um, kidding me? It's going to do those things. I would honor it. Um, but at the same time, what I, I would ask that um, I, it doesn't seem logically consistent. Okay, we have time for three more, so we're going to go this group right here. Go ahead, Joe. Because of your profession you gotta make and, their money, and right? the environment in which you play, you, you have teammates that you're accountable to, your coaches you're accountable to. Do you feel that internal pressure just to make sure that you're available um, to play games? To the, the, Do you feel that internal pressure to get the vaccine? And is that something that maybe could be compelling enough to you down the road to get the vaccine? Uh, I, I would say that um – you know, to, to me, I, I don't know how, how you all feel, but but getting the vaccine is not the only way to protect the people around you. I think it's an option. Um, 
I think it's a, I think it's a good option, you know, um, with anyone who's done it. I, I, I see is uh, those who have decided to take it as, 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 as people who have decided to take it. Um, but there are other measures to be taken to protect the people around you. Like um, all of you are wearing masks, even though I'm sure all of you are vaccinated. Um, you know, being uh, socially distant or being wise about washing your hands or all the things that the CDC and other people have told us to do to protect ourselves. So I believe that the vaccine is, is an option. Um, I don't think it's 100 percent necessary to, to 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 think about protecting the people around you. Jessica Ely. No, no. Sorry, Jessica Ely with Fox 35. Just wondering, are you worried about this possibly impacting your team down the road when you guys, you know, travel to New York and travel to Brooklyn to play the Nets or the Knicks because they do have that rule where you have to be vaccinated to play indoors? I'm, I'm not sure if that rule uh, regulates for uh, opposing teams. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I think, you know, for me, I'll just take everything in stride. Um, and figure out things as we move forward. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not set in stone. Like um, I, I never said I was proudly unvaccinated. Um, even though, e even if I am, I'm not someone to to come out and say that uh, in in any way. So um, I say I'll just take it in stride. And if it does come up, or if there is any problems, I'll I'll, I'll handle it when it comes. Okay, Jonathan Adam Shadow Fox Thirty Five. Uh, Two, two parts here. What has been the reaction uh, from your teammates to this news? And I know you're a deeply religious person, a man of faith. Mm -hmm. uh, how much, if at all, did that play into this decision or your thinking at all? Uh, when it comes to my teammates, coaches, everybody, um, <laughs> to be honest, no one has really cared. Um, I haven't had any conversations with teammates on whether or not I'm vaccinated or not, or whether or not they are vaccinated or not. Um, when it comes to uh being religious, I think I think God calls us all to be wise. I think there are people who who believe that Jesus is alive, that he's a that he's a protector, that he's a healer, that he's a friend that you can trust in before you trust in any man. And I'm not ashamed to say I'm one of those people. But uh, at the end of the day, God calls us to be wise and lean to our own convictions on what it is that we want to do. And that's how I feel about the vaccine. Um, everyone should be free to make their own decision and choice. And I feel that God could be leading two different people in the same place in two completely different directions. And if their um, conviction is as a believer, or as any faith that I, I decide to take the vaccine, then I'll stand with them. And if there's anyone who says, based on my belief or my conviction, I don't want to take it, I will be right there to stand with that person as well. All right. Wow. Thank you, Jonathan. That was beautiful. I didn't think it would get that heavy at the end, but that last part gave me legitimate goosebumps. I was like, that's a deeply spiritual man, and he's thought about every word he said right there. And I think we should just take a second right there to absorb that. And we got Bradley Beal coming up right, right after it. He has a little bit more of a scientific common sense in your face approach. He was the NBA's leading scorer last season. So we're going to go ahead and check this out before we get to. Okay. We're going to check out Bradley Beal, but then we're going to get to a startling contradiction from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, sadly, and how, how much of a drastic stance he's taken and also other mainstream people like Stephen A. Smith, how they got really out of hand with this. If you just juxtapose what you see here tonight with what I'm about to show you now. So this is kind of like the counterpoint to the, the shaming of these individuals in a way. It's the only way I can describe it. But we got Bradley Beal first. And then we got Charles Barkley to come back around and bring us all to our senses. 
because he's such a he's such a great man, even though he has his own personal flaws. person you won't see in a vaccine line anytime soon is that man there, Washington Wizard star Bradley Bill. Bill says he is not vaccinated and has no interest in getting that shot. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm kind of letting that sink in a little yeah. bit. And this is giving us some greater context for what we talked about mm-hmm. during the Olympics and mm-hmm. COVID cases. Then WUSA 9 Sports Director Darren Haynes joins us now in the studio. I mean, the... I, I, we, we knew it was going to be the topic just, of discussion. I'm just like, uh, what? Because we went through this with the Washington football team, right. their star players. Did they get vaccinated? And you know what? I just got back from Wizards Media Day. And I mean, that biggest the biggest topic was the COVID-19 vaccine. And, and Wizards star Bradley Beal, I mean, he made it very clear where he stands. I am not vaccinated. No, I'm not. Do you care to share why? Personal reason. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you remember last season, the Wizards, hands down, were, were hit the hardest by COVID-19. I mean, the team went two weeks without playing a game after six players tested positive for the illness. And Bradley Beal couldn't participate in the Summer Olympics after he tested positive for COVID. Now, well, while most players like Beal say for personal reasons why they didn't get the vaccine, Beal ended up sharing why. Every player, every person in this world is going to make their own decision for themselves. Um, I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? If that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from, like, that's funny that, oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. Yeah, I had it, but that doesn't mean I can't get it again. You know, I mean, it's no different than somebody with a vaccine. Like I can, yes, I developed the antibodies for it. So my chances will be less likely now as well. Right. But still a possibility i may get it just like there are players and coaches and staff who are vax and missing camp right now because of it so now i guess there's some good news the wizards are at least beyond the 85 percent vaccination threshold specified by the nba general manager tommy shepherd says quote the franchise is into the 90s i like how everybody's a statistics like expert now verify something that he said right seriously yeah because what's clear is part of the reason why there are these cases of people who are vaccinated who then become or contract covid is because not enough of us are vaccinated yeah right so that's right over and over over and over and over again this is it and so if someone like such a false logic i'm sorry had covid and is still not convinced that he needs the vaccine, it's clear that we have a lot more work to do to educate yeah. parts of this country about how- Whoa, parts of this country? What do you mean by that? And, and that's, a, that's a great reason. Huh? I mean, just talking to Bradley Beal, outside of the presser, he was telling me he, he, his, you know, his, mother, his mother and father were both vaccinated and his brother's vaccinated. However, for him, he feels that, <laughs> what if all of a sudden I get vaccinated and now my right arm doesn't work? And I, I can't shoot anymore. Who am I going to sue? Who's responsible for that? And he feels it's like it's even deeper than that. Though that's not that's not the injuries people, people are worried about. Already with no those are not the injuries people, like people are worried about. about I mean, that's fair, like who, but that's not uh, what he's talk talking about, about. The side effects. We don't talk about the side effects enough, and that's why he's concerned. He feels like there's some people out there 
Uh, this is serious side, side effects, effects people. You know what I think but I'm not going to say it's in relation to any this, current this medical situation happening out there in the world. We have people in this country mm-hmm. who are exposed to COVID who are getting these cases, even though they are vaccinated, because many people in our community and country have decided not to do it. And so this idea that it's a personal decision, well, personal impacts you. Yeah, right. Yeah. But these wider decisions impact all of all us. Of us so, yeah. And Bradley Beal's a smart guy. He's a very smart guy. I've covered some dumb players. Bradley Beal is a smart guy. <laughs> you see this kind of fuckery we're in right now? Does anybody really understand? Just to give a further example to this. We all used to love Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the all-time NBA scoring champion, the Skyhook. Man, what a legend. He almost went to Phoenix, but we lost out on that pick back in that draft. Yada, yada, yada. Luol Sundor changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Became a very firm advocate for, I don't know if it was the Nation of Islam or what it was exactly, but very much such a political force, a superstar in every sense of the word, right? This is what he said, or this is an article from Dan Shaughnessy. We'll go ahead and read this a little bit. We're going to juxtapose this into a very ironic segment. Don't you worry. This is in the Boston Globe. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a social consciousness, the 60s remains an important voice today. Let's go ahead and try to read the full article. Here's what Shaughnessy says. Look at the picture first. Louis Indoor, front right. Yeah, you can see that right there, front right. At press conference at Cleveland in 1967 to support Muhammad Ali, the second from the left. We all know what he looks like. Bill Russell, far left. Man, all the legends there, right? Let's read this article. I've been thinking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar lately. Abdul-Jabbar is 73 years old, has been a part of American sports fans' consciousness for more than half a century. Here in Boston, we remember him as Dave Cowan's nemesis in the 1970s. And a big part of the Celtics-Lakers... Larry Magic Wonder Years in the 1980s. There's a lot more regarding Abdul-Jabbar in New England. Did you know he played a high school game against Catholic Memorial in Providence in 1964? Did you know he came to Holy Cross for a sham of a recruiting visit in 1965 when he was a senior at Power Memorial High School in New York City? Did you know he dominated kids from Boston College and Holy Cross when he was a national champ at UCLA? Abdul-Jabbar has been in the news a lot these last few days. A lifelong activist and a gifted speaker slash writer, he has been a smart voice in the tumultuous days since George Floyd was killed by a police officer. This is a year and a half ago, so you know, in Minneapolis. Abdul-Jabbar penned a thoughtful essay for the Los Angeles Times. It has appeared on major TV networks discussing American issues of race, rage, and protest. Yes, Protests often are used as an excuse for someone to take advantage of Abdul-Jabbar wrote. Just as when fans celebrating a hometown sports team championship burn cars and destroy storefronts. I don't want to see stores looted or even buildings burn. But African-Americans have been living in a burning building for many years, choking on the smoke as the flames burn closer and closer. Racism in America is like dust in the air. It seems invisible if you are choking on it. Until you let the sun in. That you see it's everywhere. Bill Jabbar is not new to activism. Never one to, quote, shut up and dribble, unquote. He parlayed his athletic gifts into a platform for, 
for speaking out when he was a seven-foot high schooler in New York in the 1960s. Born as Lou Elsendor in 1947, he was a national basketball sensation as a center for Power Memorial in the early 1960s. In December of his senior season, 17-year-old Alcindor met Martin Luther King Jr. when the Nobel Peace Prize recipient came to speak at a Harlem mentoring program. It was a big moment in his young life. During the press conference that was covered by all the major news media, I had the opportunity to ask him a question, Abdul-Jabbar later wrote. I admired him for his courage to advocate change through nonviolence. One day after meeting Dr. King, Alcindor and his power teammates bus to Providence for the 6th Annual LaSalle Academy Invitational Basketball Festival. In addition to power, the tourney included Catholic Memorial West Roxbury, Chaminade High, Manuela, New York, De La Salle Academy, Newport, Rhode Island, and Mackin High, Washington, D.C. Future NBA star Austin Carr played for Mackin, Catholic Memorial is coached by Ronnie Perry and anchored by six foot eight center Ron Teixeira. Sia would win the Massachusetts State Championship in the 1964-65 season, but the Knights were no match for Alcindor and Power in December 1964. Alcindor scored 24 in a 61-38 victory. We were number three in the U.S. behind Power, recalled Dick also a member of the 1964-65 Knights, Roomed with Teixeira and Providence the night before the game. Tex was going through all of his moves before bed. When the game started, he faked Jabbar left and drove right and missed a bunny layup. Next time down, Big Blue blocked a shot coming down. Game over. That's just a little bit of a capsule of what he believed back then. Let's see what he says today. Looks like I accidentally closed my YouTube uh, tab but we got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the unvaccinated and his message for everybody out there so we want you guys to get in line we want you to go ahead listen to that legend from back in the 60s and how much he advocated for free speech to study up for himself but unfortunately these heroes Fate in time, right? These heroes become too comfortable, make too much money, and they bring too much shame to their leagues, the former things they once stood for. And Kremel Jabbar has a message for us unvaccinated, especially well, NBA players. Closes vaccination status today. I'm a human being first, and. Obviously, this is Kyrie Irving talking. Then Cream is going to respond. You know, in the world of this is on CNN from Don Lemon tonight. Uh, to just keep that private and um, you know handle it the right way with uh, my team and uh, go forward uh, together uh, with with the plan. So Irving making that statement remotely, separated from his teammates, and because of local restrictions, he won't be able to play in home games unless he is vaccinated. NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is calling out vaccine deniers. He, he's writing about it in uh, a Substack, and, and he quoted in this article in Rolling Stone, and we're going to talk about it right now. So uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, thank you so much. Thank you for, uh, for being here tonight and for doing what you do. Can I just get your reaction to uh, Kyrie Irving's statement? I can't uh, accept Kyrie Irving's statement. He, he's hiding 
behind procedure here. Either you understand what's going on and you're going to do the right thing, or you don't understand what's going on and you're going to continue. By the way, he's nearly dead because he's old, but. Your stance. So, uh, you know, we, we, we got to get that cleared up exactly where he stands and uh, what that means to those around him. Mm-hmm. A source is telling CNN that approximately 90% of NBA players are vaccinated against COVID-19. You think that the 10% should be let go? Uh, I think they should be disciplined. Uh, I don't think that they are uh, behaving like good teammates or, or good citizens. Um, this is a war that we're involved in, and masks and uh, vaccines, they are the weapons that we use to, to fight this war. And uh, when you're not going to be cooperative with that, uh, you're working against the effort to make everybody safe. And, uh, you know, we, we can't have that. That, that. that doesn't work for everybody. What about the folks who say, hey, listen, it's my right. It's my freedom. It's my body. I can do what I want. I shouldn't be told what to do. Well, that, that's fine. But, but they don't have to do that within... Uh, the framework of the NBA and put other people at risk. That's what we're talking about here, putting other people at risk, not about whether somebody feels uh, uh, macho enough that they're going to go against the COVID virus and uh, not have any uh, vac- vaccination protection. And, uh, you know, I guess maybe it makes them feel brave or, uh, you know, able to do something that others can't do. Right? That, that's not what we should be doing here. We should be trying to uh, limit this uh, virus with all the tools that we have at our disposal. I want to play this. This is, uh, see if you remember, this is from LeBron James. Watch this. Anything I do on the floor is uh, you know, predicated to my family, you know, uh, for the majority, I mean, for 99.9% of that. So, you know, it's about the health and safety of my family. Um, and that's what it came down to. Uh, me being available to my teammates uh, on the floors, me taking care of my body. Do you mind me asking if that if you're confirming that you did get the vaccine? Uh, it's not. It's not a big deal. So listen, we haven't heard from LeBron about about that since. But the Lakers general manager did say that all players on the roster will be fully vaccinated for the new season. What would it mean if LeBron were to be more transparent about the vaccine or encourage others to actually get it? LeBron well, sucks. Think, um, it would be helpful if he encouraged others to get it, but he has the right not to uh, to do that. Uh, you know, you, you can't force everyone to do uh, what you think is correct. Mm-hmm. You know, so people do have the have the right not to participate in in uh, using the the, uh, the vaccine. But if they're going to do that, uh, they should not put other people at risk because they might be, become contaminated. Yeah. Uh, their children might uh, end up... Contaminated? That, that's, uh, that's not fair. I, oh, I my God. So I want to ask you one He's more obviously question. not a Christian. You've written about this quote, the dark Fuck my life. Those who promote hesitancy and more research have blood on their hands. <sighs> the kind of conspiracy theories and pseudoscience pundits spread... We talked about this. ...science that white people use to justify enslaving black people. Elaborate on that, please, sir. Back in the old book, the Bible. Well, the more ignorance that is spread around, the easier it is to confuse people about what's happening. So uh, people who, who dislike black Americans 
uh, at one point refused to give them treatment. In this instance, uh, we have people that are trying to confuse the issue and have people not use the, uh, the, the available treatment because of uh, who knows what reason. But uh, we, we can't let that uh, be something that pulls us back. We have to educate ourselves so that we understand what is being uh, offered. These vaccines are safe and they are effective. And we have to fight this, this virus as a group. We can't have uh, certain people feeling that. Ah, oh, Kareem, Kareem, Kareem. Exactly. You're losing that skyhook on us. That they confuse the issue, especially when it comes to, t to the Tuskegee experiment. It's not that they were injecting. Oh, he's looking to a handler. You see that, that in the corner? They weren't treating them. And the people they did inject with things like penicillin got better. Black folks didn't because they didn't inject them. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I appreciate you joining us. You suck, Kareem. And it's unfortunate you had one of the best moves in all of basketball, but you just don't even give a fuck anymore. Let's see. Oh, yeah, we got a little bit of this, a little bit of a culture war here. You guys remember back in the day, back when before COVID, COVID really got started? This is October 8th, 2019 from the Hong Kong it's called HongKongFP.com, but it's this is the article. It says, NBA says it backs free speech after Hong Kong tweet, Fuhrer downplays Chinese language statement by Sarah Hussein. The NBA has assisted in backs free speech after U.S. politicians accused it of caving to China in a row over a pro-democracy tweet has cost the Houston Rockets lucrative Chinese sponsors and airtime. The public relations crisis erupted on Friday when the Houston Rockets general manager posted a tweet backing protesters in a semi-autonomous southern Chinese city of Hong Kong who are demanding greater freedoms. China, which allows no dissent on the sensitive issue, immediately sought to punish the Rockets with state-run TV cutting its games to Chinese sponsors. So just to cut this short, like Daryl Morey got in some like real trouble. They threatened him with like a suspension, fined. I think he did get fined like for real. There's a lot more articles I hear had here. We're going to go mainly to videos. The videos will prove my point. So if you're out there listening on America and Hinge podcast, check out Cosmic Radio on YouTube. Otherwise, you can hear the audio. You hear the full conversation that these folks at the NBA had. But like, I like this to be an NBA-centric episode. They're really being at the forefront of this. The NFL are being cowards right now. It's because, honestly, those low-level guys don't make as much as the low-level guys of the NBA. So the NBA, they feel a little bit more empowered to speak out. So let's see what I was trying to get to here. Sorry. Just scrolling through. Oh, yeah. Inside the NBA, guys, discussed the recent China and NBA news. This is from October 22nd, 2019, right around the same time. So let's talk about what we saw in China. 
China and how it affects the NBA and how things stand right now. And I should point out that on Thursday night. Thank you for my are, like enjoying uh, my slurring speech because I'm drunk. There, so I love Adam you. Silver will be joining us and we'll have a chance to talk to him about that. But here's the thing. When this was going down, Shaq, and people may not know, we've kind of got an inside joke here because you spend so much time in China that it's almost like, what are, what are you doing this weekend, Shaq? Um, going to China. Because yeah, you, you've been there a lot for, I, I assume, for business over there. Yes. So how did you watch as all this played out? We as American people, we do a lot of business in China, and they know and understand our values, and we understand their values. And one of our best values here in America is free speech. We're allowed to say what we want to say, and we're allowed to speak up about injustices, and that's just how it goes. And if people don't understand that, that's something that they have to deal with. But, you know, I just think Scott was unfortunate for, you know, both parties, and then you got people speaking when they don't know what they're talking about. But you know, Daryl Morey was right. Whenever you see something wrong going on anywhere in the world, you should have the right to say, that's not right, and that's what he did. And But, but again, you know, when it comes to business, sometimes you have to tiptoe around things, but... Again, they understand our values. We understand our values in here. We have the right to speak, especially with the social media. We're going to say whatever we want to say, when we want to say it. I realize that, and, and I'll get into where I fall on that thing, but I'd like to hear you, Kenny. What did you have the biggest problem with? Did you have a big uh, problem with Daryl Morey tweeting that out? No, I didn't have a problem with him tweeting it out because that's the way he felt. That's the research he did in his mind. That's what he thought was uh, pertinent at the time. Um, you know, it would just kind of be the same way if, if, if we don't allow Daryl Moyer, right, Moray, even if you believe him or not, to speak, it would like saying LeBron, shut up and dribble. Like he has an opportunity to speak. If you agree or don't disagree, you have that opportunity to combat it with valid information and valid points to be contrary to it. The same way you would have had to do that when LeBron was speaking on social justice as Chris Paul was and Carmelo Anthony, you would have the right. And the same way with um, and when, when the kneeling was going on in football, you have the right to speak about it. If you don't like it, like it, or you feel it's an injustice. So I didn't have a problem with him talking or him tweeting whatever he wanted to do. Well, I had a problem because the Rockets are pop. They're the most popular team. If anybody else has sent, sent a tweet, it probably would we would have raised my eyebrows, but because the Houston Rockets and their affiliation with Yao Ming, they're the most popular team in China. So that was the first thing he should have thought about. Like, I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm speaking for the entire Rockets organization. And like I say, because of Yao Ming, the Rockets are by far and away the most popular team in China. You can't come to my country and make money and insult me. We don't get to impress our values on other countries. Oh, that's my first thing. Secondly, listen, I thought what happened to LeBron was unfair. Darren Morrow had the right to say it, but he didn't look at the big picture. But I thought what happened to LeBron was unfair because LeBron was caught in the middle for three reasons. Number one, LeBron makes a billion dollars a year from Nike. Nike makes $6 billion a year in China. The NBA makes billions of dollars a year in China. All these other American companies make money in China. Why is it up to the NBA, Adam Silver, LeBron James, to ruin their financial situation when all these other companies are allowed to make money in China? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, Chuck, it was about the companies making in China. I think that, again, 
if you feel you, there's social injustice going on, you have this right. This you have the right. But you have the valid. You have to be valid and have a valid explanation of why your point. Let, not, me, let me let me make the, let me make That's this it. point based on what you said because I I know what you're saying. And I know what you're saying, and I know the availability of social media makes your opinion, boom, instantaneous if you want it out there. I think, I don't disagree, and I don't think Daryl Morey was, was misinformed by the situation in Hong Kong. I think he knew what was going on there, but I think you also have to know what the purpose of your trip is and the timing of something like that. Because I think the timing of it is what, is what sent everything sideways. Um, I think back to when I went to Cuba before the U.S. could go to Cuba back in 1991, and we were there to, with ABC to broadcast the Pan American Games. Mm -hmm. The last thing I was going to do when I got there is say, "Man, this Fidel Castro's got to go." Yeah, that's not what I'm going to do. Exactly. When I'm there. Look, I agree. And I think I think there's I, responsibility I, I, I when you're in your country and you, you see something. Yeah, I mean, you say, right. "Hey, that's an injustice." I'm calling you out on that. But I think you has there has to be some restraint when you go overseas and you go to a place there you're not there to change the political system you're there and you're not uh, going to uh, i know and, yeah, and you're yeah. basically you're basically there on a goodwill trip with the nba which has worked for ages on this relationship so i think there's got to be some restraint and i but i don't have a problem with what was tweeted it was it's more to me when it was yeah and I, was and, and I agree i hear what you're saying ernie maybe not agree but i hear what you're saying but he also the reason you're bringing light if he was on the if he's on the side of what was going on in Hong Kong, he's on that side. He understood that the only time he's going to bring light to it is now. So I he's not going to. No, you can't. He's not going to come back. To, like if he tweeted that today, it doesn't you get the think. attention. We're not talking about it on air. No, we're not talking. So you're talking about someone who's looking for social injustice and saying it. They feel that way. He feels it. He's going to do it when he can believe that it's going to get the attention of what's going on. I, I mean, that's the way. Social injustice is yeah, in yeah, America. Listen, That's how, the way it worked here. How about the way the league handled it? Great. The league was called, like I say, the same with LeBron. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on television and radio talking about uh, bad about LeBron. He sold out for the money. First of all, there's nothing wrong with him protecting his money. Number one, that's the first thing. But secondly, he was protecting the NBA's money and he was protecting Nike's money. Why, why, why is that such a bad thing? LeBron had nothing to do with this tweet. Nothing to do with this tweet. Why should he sacrifice? Like, on all these people who criticize this is LeBron, true. We shouldn't like, criticize him uh, too much. He was being sacrificed. Uh, no, I'm saying, I'm talking about, no, I mean, his money Again. was going to be infected by Daryl Morey's tweet. Oh, if, 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 if LeBron had a came out and insulted China. But he didn't. No, I'm saying if he didn't say anything, you think? Oh, uh, no, no. Once he said something. Okay. Uh, but my point is, if he had a trash China. It would have hurt Nike and the NBA and himself. I agree with that, but however, oh my God, it's right here. That's the bottom line. It's right here, people. We got free speech. We can say what we want to say when we want to say it, but but we all have a responsibility to our employer too. Yeah, yeah, what do you want to call it? Selling out conspiracy. Conspiracies are in place. I can come on TV uh, and say anything I want to politically. I can't do that. Well, you've been doing it. No, no, no. I don't. No, no, no. I can. I can joke about it. We're just gonna. We're just gonna let that uh we'll let that marinate a little bit, right? Let's go ahead and Charles Barkley, that leads us into the great Charles Barkley. This is this is Charles Barkley claiming openly what does he say? I try to hang on for a couple years until I'm sixty, then they can kiss my ass. 
That's what he said. June 15, 2021. Charles Barkley, Washington, D.C. sports talk host, Denny Ruchier, have been seeing or hearing a lot of each other lately. So let's see what his stance is. Let's see if he really gives a fuck. Is this why he's being so honest lately? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. The NBA is going to shit. The culture is trying to cancel everybody with the open mind. The NBA is trying to wash certain free thinkers out of the uh, out of the league. Let me know if you agree with me. That and I, and I think it's really funny. I wish people would could put a mic. Well, first of all, we'd get in trouble. We'd fired him. And kid. Yeah, no question. Especially nowadays, because everybody's uh, they put the PC people are out overboard right now. I mean, I can imagine <laughs> you guys. Line, it's not the time right now, man. They're out there. It's not the time just to stay, go out on a limb. Stay in your home. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm Do just it, Chuck. Like, uh, I can't imagine you guys doing a show every day. How crazy it is for you. Like, I mean, it's gotten so out of hand right now. I couldn't imagine having to watch myself. You can't even have fun nowadays without these uh, jackasses trying to get you counseled and things like that. <laughs> so, I, uh, especially you being a comedian, yeah. but still just just having fun talking about sports. Like, like, like listen, I, I'm trying to hang on for another couple of years till I'm 60, and then they can kiss my ass because I'm only working to 60. Kiss my I've ass. I've told them that. I said, yo, man, I'm not working to the day I die. That's just stupid. And if I don't have enough money by now, I'm an idiot anyway, so they should fire me anyway. But, like, that's the, that's all we ever talk about behind the scenes now. Like, yo, man, be careful going in this direction. I'm like, yo, man, we can't even have fun anymore. We've had fun all these years, and now all of a sudden in the last year and a half, everybody's trying to get everybody fired, and it really – There it is. Hear it from the legendary man himself. Here's another Breitbart article talking about going back to the China thing. Charles Barkley, NBA got the balls to suspend LeBron James. Why? What did he do? Well, in case you guys forgot, he violated NBA protocol back during the fucking playoffs. And this is the article. TNT analyst Charles Barkley says that the NBA lacks the testicular Fortitude to suspend LeBron James, despite the fact that LeBron James broke the league's coronavirus restrictions restrictions by attending a promotional event on May 19th. I think I have a video on this, so don't have to keep talking. Oh, yeah, here we go. One minute long. Perfect. That's what we like on Cosmic Radio. The NBA just came out and said Bron violated COVID protocols um, with, with a, a, a release party he was at. But his availability to play is appa- apparently not in question. How do you hey, think about Hey, listen, I love Adam Silver. Rest in peace, David Stern, best commissioner in sports. We ain't got the balls to... Oh, Charles is high as fuck. Look at him. Listen. Today, when I read that, I just, I just, you know, like sometimes you read, He's stuff, you just out, hey, the NBA, they got no chance of suspending LeBron James. Like if it was, if, if it was a nobody, they would, they would put him in health and safety protocol. Ain't no way LeBron James is going to be set out because of health and safety protocol. 
when I when I read that, I just started laughing. LeBron James is playing Sunday. Gary. <laughs> 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 they were saying like the NBA has two. You see how people laugh about this? Like the mainstream, it's like it's like kind of a joke, like a tongue in cheek. Like oh, if you're a liberal, you get the joke. If you're conservative, you get like really, really mad about it. But let's go ahead. Like let's check out this video from the Today Show. LeBron James under fire. Let's look at what we're talking about, man. Come on, man. This is all a joke. LeBron. James the NBA is showing us this is a joke. Between the NBA and China, taking on Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey. This is a red pill, people. Anti-government protests in Hong Kong set off a firestorm between the countries. Seriously, it's a league. red pill. I don't want to get into a, a feud with Daryl, um, but Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't this is from two years on, ago on the situation at hand. And um, LeBron James. And- James, High school, not commenting about any political graduation, instead focusing on how Maury's comments damaged the NBA's relationship with the country. So many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so oh just be careful God. what we what we tweet and we say and what we do. The backlash. Be careful what we do, what we tweet, and what we say. Republican Ben Sass of Nebraska tweeting: "You're parroting communist propaganda. China is running torture camps, and you know it." James taking to Twitter later in the day to offer a clarification, saying, my team in this league just went through a difficult week. I think people need to understand what a tweet or statement can do to others. Could have waited. This a is week insane. This is the number one reason why we've created this. This platform. is really crazy. Oh, there's Gavin Newsom moments like in the this. barbershop James for real. No stranger to weighing in on politics. Holy Earlier shit. this month, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed the Fair Pay to Play Act on James HBO show The Shop. The four-time MVP, also not afraid to take on President Trump. The number one this job is kind of crazy. America, the point of person. We'll see if they strike me for this. Give me a copyright people. claim. And really don't give a about the people. This is a reaction news video for his YouTube. take on this hot button issue. Yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that too. Ron, a lot of people, of course, are pointing to the NBA. I'm just saying, what a maniac! Oh my God. That shit was very disconcerting. You see that the NBA is not as united as people think. Like, a lot of people really think that this shit is, like, really so cut and dry. But there's so many people with different points of views on this. I'm trying to go through my videos right now. Trying to see if... Oh, yeah. We're going to end it with this video. So I'm going to go ahead and give my little sign-off before I do this video. For everybody out there who's watched me tonight, please give me a like, comment, share, subscribe. Follow me at Cosmic Radio on YouTube. I just lost my channel recently. I lost 144 subscribers. I had over 300 videos on there in less than a year. Like, I really did a lot of work. I really am trying to come back bigger, badder, better this time in contradiction to the other phrase that's popular right now. But go ahead, hit me up on America Unhinged Podcast. You can find that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, PodcastIndex.org, and others. I'm on TikTok.com, TikTok.com slash Cosmic Radio 33. I have a lot of conspiracy shorts on there, and people love them. I got over a 1,000 views on six of them, I think, right now, or very close. But this is going to be the ending video on the podcast. I'm sorry you had to stumble with me through some of those words. 
But you know, I love you guys with the America Unhinged podcast. And I just think this is a very important video to try to share right now and kind of timely. This is Stephen A. Smith saying what they should do with unvaccinated Kyrie Irving. This is not my opinion, by the way. This is kind of shameful. Kyrie is not here today. There's this law here in New York um, with health and safety <coughs> protocols. Are you concerned about his availability at home games going forward? No. So you expect that not to be an issue? I expect it not to be. I don't mean, I'm this. It's on Kyrie, and that's his personal decision. What he does is not on us to speculate what, what what may happen, but we trust in Kyrie, and I expect us to have our whole team at some point. I don't know. I don't know if KD understands exactly what he's committing to when he says he's all good with Kyrie Irving not being vaccinated because it's about more than just supporting your teammate. It's about the fact that based on current New York City guidelines, Kyrie Irving would not be able to play in any of Brooklyn's home games. That's 41 games during the regular season, not including the playoffs. And we're talking about a team that's competing for the championship, by the way. Now, I know KD remembers. What do you think about this? Net, right? Knocked out in the second round. Bottom of Walkie He's the biggest personality Took out there on YouTube, on the internet, in terms of sports. He gets paid tens of millions of dollars a year. Season. Kyrie's anti-vaccine stance means do you guys agree with this guy? As many as four home games of every playoff series, he could be out an entire series against my New York Knicks. Is that really worth it? I know KD wants Kyrie on his team. That's why he won't entertain the idea. What's of the him. What's the point where and it's worth it for you? That's a very good question so for all my viewers. He might just up and retire. We can't rule that out with Kyrie now. KD wants Kyrie on his side. He wants Kyrie with the Brooklyn Nets. We all know that. But the way things are right now, Kyrie isn't going to be on the Nets anyway. Not really. At least not for half their games. I said it last week about Andrew Wiggins and Golden State in regards to the vaccine. So I'll say it again with Kyrie Irving. Trade him. If he ain't going to take the vaccine and he can't play half your home game. Get rid of him, huh? How can you commit to any player, even one as magnificent and brilliant as Kyrie Irving? I think that's fucked up. If he's going to miss half your games. How can you do that if you're trying to win a championship? KD is trying to be fair and open with his brother, Kyrie Irving, because he loves that brother. I get that. But he's also got to be fair to himself and the rest of his team, too. They're trying to win a ring, trying to win a chip. And right now, Kyrie Irving and his anti-vaccine nonsense is standing in the way. And the only reason I say nonsense is because it ain't about left wing, right wing, as Michael Irving, the playmaker, said. It's about the ring. That's what you came to Brooklyn to get. All of this is just a latest distraction. Hell, a lot of us didn't want to take it. I didn't want to take it. But you got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. Sacrifices, y'all. Sacrifices.
sacrifices. Thanks Holy for watching shit. ESPN on YouTube. I just said ball and I misspelt it. Oh my god. Well, we'll get to the esoteric nonsense of that tonight. But anyway, I really appreciate everybody who's tuned in to the Cosmic Radio podcast tonight. America Unhinged podcast. You're listening to it on audio on Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, podcastindex.org. Tune in. Amazon. All you guys. Thank you guys so much. We're going to call it a night. And we'll see you next time. There'll definitely be another something or another this week. Adios.